Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Two thousand and twenty-three. Welcome to your new year. My name's Glenn James. I'm the host here of My Millennial Money. And if you've been with us for some time, welcome back to a fresh year. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. We like to do weekly podcasts all about encouraging you with your life, with your money, with your career, with your property, just to keep you focused. We'll have a bit of fun along the way. And today we're talking about how to set up your new year to win. I'm joined by John Pigeon, host of the My Millennial Property Podcast. John, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. You ready to have a chat about New Year, New You and all that stuff? Let's do this. All right, let's get into it. We know that the data says New Year's resolutions basically wean off by Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. We just want to kind of swing back around and give people some focus and give people some clarity about how to make a new goal, how to make, and I don't want to call it a resolution because a resolution can be whimsical sometimes, like, oh, I'm going to give up smoking and then two days later I'm into the lung lollies again or something like that. So, I just wanted to chat about 101 goal setting, 101 getting focus for the year, 101, what do you want your year to look like? Because a lot of us have had a couple of weeks off work. We've had that downtime. We've had that time where it's like, it's between Christmas and New Year and I don't know what day it is. What is it? January, is it December? It's just this black Bermuda triangle of time. But within all that, we can get some clarity. And there's such magic in that Christmas New Year period, John, because a lot of the time it isn't like... You've taken two weeks off work, but the rest of the world's still going and you're still getting work emails. Like it really is a dead time. So, why we want to do this right now is because you may have had that time off and it's legitimate time off because all your colleagues aren't at work. Everyone's on holidays. So, John, all the clients that you've coached with setting goals, uh, setting direction for their life, and even if you want to lead into your uh performance stuff as an Ironman, how do you get from like a standing start to at least to have some progress on the ward? Because the first couple of weeks, there might not be or seem like there is any progress to where we want to go. Yeah, so much to unpack and what you've just spoken about there. And I think like you're right, there's a, it's a lot of downtime through this period. But for others, there actually might not be much downtime if you're in retail or like you're in in, in an industry that's hospitality. Like, hospitality is really busy across this time. So you might just say to yourself, or, or or maybe just step back and say, well, you don't have to set goals uh, or motivate yourself with a plan in January. So like you mentioned about Ironman, I I don't wake up January 1 and set a plan for next year. I think my plan is ever evolving and and we're assessing it on a on a monthly basis but then tuning in per week um, and then having a, a plan for an event, so to speak. So I think life's a little bit like that and I th- you mentioned the New Year's resolution. I'm not a fan of it. You're probably not either and, and we've been doing this for nearly, what, five years and, and probably having the same sort of episode with a similar message but – um, set in a different way. And I think goal setting, some of us are naturally goal setters and some of us aren't. I think you've got to appreciate, first of all, are you or not? Because you don't want to go goal setting, kicking and screaming and end up in tears because nothing eventuated. Yeah. And we will read some results from, uh, I put a post up in the Facebook group about how do you, uh, how do you set and attain uh, success in your life? And there's a heap of stuff there. And some of the themes that were coming out, it was kind of the carrot or the stick. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to do this because I don't want to face the consequences if I don't. Or the other, the carrot, I can 
get this for me if I do yeah. this. So yeah. it's a psychology thing, isn't it? Yeah, and it's all, it's very much a mindset thing. It's like if, if I put something out to the universe, it will reward me sort of thing. And I, I get that part of it as well. But a lot of people roll through life naturally achieving stuff because that's what they do. Right, it's they don't have to specifically sit down and and map out this plan or, or goal for for the next twelve months. It's just in their nature. And I think coming into twenty twenty three, it legitimately is probably the cleanest slate that we may have had for some time. Because if we look back at the start of twenty twenty, there was COVID jitters, and then into twenty twenty, COVID hit, and that was disruptive. Twenty twenty one was also disruptive. Twenty twenty two. You know, it, it wasn't as disruptive. Things were turning back to normal and we were traveling more. The threat of lockdowns and all that, they're pretty much all but gone. So I think we've got no excuse now mm. um, to really get after what we want to get after. And this episode, I really want it to be the encouragement for people to pick one thing and to go after it. I've said for years, have a strategy, however small. Mm. And for someone like me, and maybe we could just share briefly how we both set goals in our own life. Well, for me, I kind of have been one of those people that like to write things down and and set a goal. Uh, but over time, as I've got a little bit older and, and realized how I function as a person, and we probably should have just got an old... Um, CD player out or tape deck or something like that with a speaker and played uh, the audio book of James Clear, Atomic Habits and yeah. put the microphone next to that. Um, but for me, the older I get, the more when I want to try something new, it is focusing on that habit rather than the goal itself. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's just fascinating when I had surgery last year in my ankle and if you've ever had surgery out there, you'll know this to be true. The first week or so in your recovery, it's like, oh, this is annoying, not much is changing. But into that second week, it's almost daily results start to come in. And it's like, wow, my body is healing. Wow, I am getting that together. So if there's any encouragement for anyone, when you start something, please just give it some time and set some realistic expectations that there might be seemingly no action for the first couple of weeks, for the first couple of months. Yeah, and, and every goal is personal to you and it's an important as a, the importance you put on it. Like you mentioned about COVID and uh, not being able to go out for dinner, not being able to travel. But then you look back and like, well, through that time we had bushfires and flood. Like some people's goal might have just been to have a roof over their head. Yeah, to get back to a base camp. Yeah. yeah. So like uh, listening in, there's so many different versions, but you've got to apply it to what's important to you. And I, I think we can we can get caught up in the weeds and, and uh, I think understanding that you don't have to set a goal. As you said before, you might just have habits and those habits organically will achieve a certain level that you probably wouldn't have achieved if you didn't have the habits. Yeah, and... You know, last year we did a review of the Psychology of Money book on the podcast and that's a great book. I would encourage anyone to read that book. I've kind of got to the stage where it's like, you're actually allowed to save money without it attached to a goal. Like, why not? And, you know, a lot of the time it's like you hear in financial circles, it's like you need a target to save X amount a week for this or you want to do this, save for that. Like, I think... You know, I'm not an athlete by any means, but like you got to think in this era with sports and sports science and all that stuff, when the team goes out on the field, you're about to learn something here, John. (laughs) You wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. (laughs) When the team goes out on the field, they give 120% for however long, right? Totally, absolutely done. Like, ugh. But the power is in the recovery and, you know, a million years ago when sport wasn't a professional thing and the uh, footy players used to empty bins during their day job to keep fit and that, like the recovery wasn't much of the science. So what I'm saying with your goals, if you do run hard at something or maybe you're coming into 23 and you've just achieved your goal, you don't have to find a new goal and go hard again. Like just recover from that hard time relax, rejuvenate Mm. and give your mind space to breathe, to live. And you don't always have to be 
pedal to the metal uh, with your goals. Yeah, it's how to listen to yourself, isn't it, and understand who you are. Like you, you could listen to that just then and say, okay, I can, I can give myself a free kick, but you mightn't have been working hard to begin with. So how you analyse yourself is also a key component of that. But that's where that self-awareness, right? Like if you've slacked off, and I'm not talking about if you've been through adversity or natural disasters or stuff that wasn't a fault yeah. of your own, if you've just been coasting the last couple of years... I'm not talking about you, no. <laughs> like you need to probably get your act together yeah. and go, I'm an adult now, I need to focus. But I'm just saying if you mm. if you have gone full ham, 120%, you've saved up, got your first home, well, use this time in the first couple of months of this year to chill out, relax, enjoy what you've worked so hard for and maybe make it a goal that, and I'm talking more of a, what is it, like qualitative type goal, not a quant. Goal, whatever they say, the soft quality over quantity. Well, no, like you know the softy feely stuff. Like, so yeah. maybe your your goal is to spend the next couple of months breathing and thinking to see where you can take your life next. Because a lot of the time, like if you're going so hard on the one thing, it takes time to change your habits and behaviours. Mm. And much like we talk about for people who retire. Uh, and if you haven't already, there's a podcast called Retire Right. It's aimed at over age 55s, but anyone can listen. One of the big things that we talk about there is you've spent your whole life saving money for retirement, saving, accumulation. You're building, 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 building. The retirement day comes. It's a very hard process overnight to get into this spending lifestyle. Yes. Getting to this stage of, oh, so I don't accumulate anymore? Yeah. So I, I just wanted to camp on this a little bit for a while because while goals are so important, I think at the start of the year, you just need to work out where you are at the start of the year. Yeah. And and I think coming back to, well, don't put pressure on yourself in January though. Mm. Like just, okay, start of the year is a great time for a lot of people because you have got downtime and some free air just to go and set some things. But if if it's not for you in January, don't stress either. Like pick it up in April if you need to. Well, realistically, I keep telling myself this because I'll always look for it out. <laughs> but like the year doesn't start until after the Australian Open final, which mm. is after the Australia Day weekend. A lot, a lot and all of that. sporting analogies from you this morning. I quite well, like John. It. You know, this year, look out. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm coming yeah. after you. But I, I think you know maybe we say as our first kind of talking point. Don't run into anything mm. if you have thought of some fun stuff because that's one thing as well. Like, and I've been so guilty of this. I get an idea and I pull the trigger the next day. Yeah. Can you have an idea of a goal and let it simmer just for a couple of weeks? Yeah. So that's awesome. And I'm I'm gonna like this is why John and I we like to just unpack this type of stuff because I learn myself. It benefits us. Yeah. <laughs> so I read something interesting last week, which you might appreciate. Very fitting for this topic, very fitting for this time of year. Give me six hours to cut down a tree, I'll spend four hours sharpening the axe. Mm. So it's in the preparation time of that that delivers the actual result. Yeah. And coming back to my training, for example, like I've got a, a goal at the moment or not a goal but it's just the training to be able to run five hours per week at the minute. So Is that um, all? I do that a day. Correct. So I'm, I want to be more of what you are. So in order to do that, you've got to break it down into bite-sized chunks and say, right, what do I want to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? And then furthermore, we're saying, right, the night before I'm, I'm getting my gear out, I'm organising what time my training, what time the kids get up, what time my wife's going to work, all those sort of things to break it down so that we actually haven't got an excuse to say, no, I'm sleeping in this morning. Or my time says, well, I'm, I'm just too busy for that now. It's got to be a priority if you want it hard enough. Yeah, yep. So talk to us about setting goals with the family because that's a big thing. And I'll just read a comment from Tim Desmond in the Facebook group. The wife and I will have lots of conversations around what we want in life. Eventually, ironing out some things that is achievable and then putting in place smaller goals that will help us make that a reality. Sounds like what you just said. An example of that would be our investing goals. We have a goal of fire slash loot, and that's life on own terms, and to reduce working hours at our jobs to a four-day or three-day work week. 
we have kept our expenses low and keep a regular saving and investing plan that we both thought are achievable. So, so Tim's kind of, he does distill this with his spouse. It's not just a, hey, baby, we are doing this type yeah, thing because that's probably not going to last. Yeah. But how do you and Amy go about the goals, particularly your personal goals? Um, so like personal financial goals well, or – Well, even – so for example, it might be a personal financial goal of Amy's to yeah. save up and buy XYZ or do ABC where yeah. a personal goal of yours is I need to do that five hours a week, which means a time sacrifice perhaps from the family. Like how do you take the family on on board with that? Yeah, so I think there's, there's goals that relate to the family – indirectly and there's there's goals that relate to the family directly like the five-hour training indirectly that affects the kids or, or the family so they or, or more so amy needs to understand or we we both collaborate and say okay i'm training this time of the day so it doesn't impact you so don't worry you might just hear my alarm sort of thing yeah so that that side of it's okay but when we've got a financial goal in in our circumstance We've got a family financial goal, and that's as deep as it goes. It's it's not I've got one and she's got mm. one, and the the kids might have financial goals that they want to achieve, but we're organically helping them achieve that and and organising that for them. So, it it really depends on the nature of the goal in the in the I suppose area of their life. But I, I've always chunked my life into four areas that I'm really passionate about. And what are they? So one is business slash yep. financial. Yep. One motivates the other. Uh, two is health and extremely passionate about being the best version of, of me possible and that is mental and physical health. Family is the third in no particular order and then hobbies slash friends. So you've, you might have a goal. If you're listening in saying, well, how does this relate to me? You might choose your own four areas and you might have a goal for each of those areas for the year or mm. for the month or for the day even, um, but then understand the balance of that. And this is where I think business owners can uh, and any anyone climbing the corporate ladder can become really imbalanced and, and lack contentment because we're putting such a priority on maybe that financial goal, which motivated people, f- example of trying to achieve fire may actually become vulnerable to that. So we're saying, right, I like to rate it on a scale of one to 10. So, okay, for this month, uh, how was my health, right? This month, how was my family? Was I spending enough time with family? Um, did I, was I, was I spending too much time in my hobbies and friends to actually neglect my business or my family or my health? My hobbies, were they actually unhealthy for me, which affected the other important part of my life? So it's having that balance to say, well, we never have a perfect 10 out of 10 in all four areas, but if we're always aware of what those four areas are, we can always revert back to them on a, on a weekly or a worst case monthly basis. And I think if you have that overarching uh, I suppose support mechanism. It just means you never go off the rails totally. Yeah. So what I'm learning as a takeaway point for those listening, make probably no more than four areas, key areas of your life that are important. And then would you probably say and have some type of system that you can do a check-in each week or each month, probably weekly, once a week, Sunday night before the start of the week or a Monday night or whatever. I, I think there's so much power in a pen and paper. Yeah. And particularly for me, it has been beside my bed and, yeah. you know, turning off the flipping TV and not watching stuff, lights down low, getting ready for bed. And in fact, in my bedroom, I don't have a TV. I've made it a rule that okay. um, I the bedroom is for rest and yeah. for like, solitude and you know all that stuff no play no play. <laughs> <laughs> okay i've got a bed at the end of last year though so um so for me it's like that pen and paper thing getting your real thoughts out yep. into the ether and i will say if you wanted to jump on now you can actually order the my money journal uh we're doing a, a new print for 2023 and it wasn't even planned to mention i just text JP. Then I'm like, can we announce this? She's like, yep, go for it. 
Uh, and that is um, there's a series of exercises and it's not your typical money journal where it's got a budget template. Like there's a few pages of all that crap in there, but it is more like what are the goals? What are the risks that you need to take? What like and a lot of self-assessment. And there is a new addition to this journal that wasn't in the last version that's got a monthly plot and you can get one of those areas like your health, for example, or your family. And every single day you can plot out of 10 how you would rate that each day. Mm. And over the month you can actually look at your own plot. So I'm a big fan of getting things out of your head onto paper. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll put a link in the show notes for the My Money Journal as well. Yeah. In conjunction with that, a calendar link I think is good as well because Mm. you, especially if you run an online calendar, when you get an alert, it tells you, okay, I've got to do this tomorrow, I've got to do this today, et cetera, et cetera. So treat it as a calendar event definitely helps achieve what you want on a daily level. Yeah, and I think if we go back to James Clear and his whole thing and we'll put a link in the show notes for his book, Atomic Habits, if you haven't read that, everyone must read that book. That's like homework, everyone. Mm -hmm. Set habits, not goals. So one of the biggest things that changed my life after reading that book was the habit stacking. So maybe what you do, because we all brush our teeth before we go to bed, right? So as part of the habit stacking, what I did at the end of brushing my teeth, because I was lazy with flossing, I had my dental floss on the countertop or whatever, the sink. Mm Mm-hmm. And I made it a habit that as soon as I brush my teeth, I then floss because I was already in the habit of brushing my teeth. I just stacked a habit next. Now question, can you set your night routine to stack the habit, teeth brush, floss, bed, journal and just every night for however long, open up the journal, bit of paper and write down, just brain dump stuff. Just start to, you know... Get things out of your head, totally. your goals, your just going over stuff, um, writing each day what you liked about the day, what you didn't like. And this is going to be weird for some people, but I can tell you right now, when I changed my mindset from being uh, a PAYG, nine to five employee into this, you know, that whole rich dad, poor dad thing and mm. in the career book that we've um, just got that's coming out next month, I did two chapters just on mindset. Mm-hmm. Part of this change, I journaled every single night yeah. and it changed who I was as a person. Did it? Yeah. And, and, and you need to go through that to actually understand the difference, don't you? Yeah. So, look, let's have a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about some other things that you can do to, to press reset. And we're just throwing a whole heap of stuff out here because we want this episode for you so it's you've set time aside at least to be in the same room as two people talking about goals. Like... If you can take away one thing from this episode and implement, and we're going to come back and throw a whole heap of stuff out, you'll be better than the person who didn't listen to this episode and implement one thing. So we'll be right back after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What I want you to do with your goal, if you're actually thinking, Glenn, there's so much stuff that I, I want to achieve and I want to do it now and all that stuff. 
and you don't know how to at least get the ball rolling with that. I did this activity at some of our national tours uh, live in the room and I'll just go through it now and you can just take a screenshot of the podcast player right now so you've got the time so you can come back later. But I want you to write down three to five goals or as many goals that you know you would like to achieve in your life. It could be paying off consumer debt. It could be getting a pay rise. It could be getting a money system. It could be saving for a home deposit. It could be starting a business. And I don't want this to be just about money stuff. It could be lose 10 kilos. It could be to run every day consistently. For So I want you to write down as many goals as possible that you can think of that you would like to achieve that are realistic. Like I don't want you to write down in this activity, buy an Aston Martin DB down, you know, they cost $400,000 and that's not going to happen in the next 10 minutes. I'm sorry to break it to you, but let's keep it realistic and relative to your own life. So write down five goals. Now that your goals are written down, I'm going to ask you a question. If there was just one of these goals that if I said I'm a magician and I've got a magic little stick and I can wave this magic stick or a wand, if you will, and go, ta-da, and grant one of your goals of that list, which one would it be? Say highest priority. Highest priority. Yep. Because we have to, you've got to funnel things, right? So you've written down five and I've said to you, which one is the magical one that if I could grant to you tomorrow, that it would be done. Now, when you got that goal, I want you to now do a brain dump. I want you to set a timer on your phone, two minutes. And then I want you to write down as many things as possible that you think you can do to achieve that goal. And if you weren't doing this activity in real time, well, think of that one goal that you want. Yeah. <laughs> it probably works better in real time, but whatever. So I brain dump as many things down as possible. It might be starting, I want to start a side hustle. Okay, write down website, name of the business, business cards, ABN, um, new bank account. Mm. Um, it might be doing my service offering. It might be talking to my boss about transitioning. It might be, I don't know, buying a lawnmower if you want to do a lawnmower business. Like get as micro and as big as possible and write down every single thing that you can think of over two minutes that you could do to achieve that goal. If it's paying off debt, it might be, I'm going to sell half the crap in my garage and house that I haven't used and put everything to debt. I'm going to work overtime. I'm going to absolutely cut up the credit cards and stop using them. I'm going to go intense and just write down as many things as possible. I'm going to redo my budget. I'm going to review everything. I'm going to review energy. I'm going to review car insurance. I'm going to review health insurance. I am literally pressing reset on everything and reviewing everything. Yep. Quick two minutes. Two minutes is up. So then I w you've got your whole list of brain dump things. And this is what I did when I started my first business, Fortify Financial. Then what I want you to do I want you to write down maybe two realistic roadblocks that may come up because life happens. Life is real. So one of those might be, I don't get overtime for four weeks or something like that. Or I have a financial emergency and I have to go to the dentist and it costs me $500. Just some realistic things that could happen that would stop you achieving your goal. Yeah. So you're expecting or forecasting them so they don't come as a surprise if you hit yeah, a roadblock. Yeah, and, and, and what it is, it's just to, to have top of mind because if you've got this get out of debt campaign going mm. and you're going hard, getting overtime and, oh, I've now got – I now don't have overtime so I've got $100 or less to put on the debt. Oh, it's all too hard. I yeah. was just couldn't do it. No, no. We expect things not to go to plan yep. always. So it's just that be prepared. But you've got a good mindset coming into that, haven't you? Yeah. You're not going in thinking, oh, it's going to fail. These two things are going to happen. So it's actually going to roll me over as soon as they do happen. And realistically, the two things that you write down that are realistic roadblocks, they probably won't happen. It'll be two others that you haven't thought of. Yeah. But it's just saying that in order to keep at this thing for 30 days or so, we have to be in a clear mind and also be pragmatic and rational. And, and do we look at further down the track and say like in six months or 12 months or two years, this is where we want to be at? Yeah. And before we get to that, 
what I want you to now do is go back to your list now, and this is exactly what I did, and it's an exercise in what we call cause and effect. I don't have the time or the smarts to explain what cause and effect is, but, you know, let's. what's an example? You get hit by a bus, well... It runs you over. It runs you over. <laughs> How do we make that happen? Go stand on the middle of the road. If yeah. you want the effect of getting hit by a bus, go stand out on the middle of the highway. Yeah. Like, that will happen. You want to start a business, cause and effect. We need to then go back to our list and tick off as many things as possible that will get that effect. So loud and clear, we need to understand cause and effect. And what I want you to do, you've got this list of brain dump things, however small, and this is what I did, every single day I would work on at least one of those items. Yeah, habits. Yeah, and this, but what you're doing, John, is every single day, if you've got a list of 10 things that you've got to do, you know, working on this one here, it might take one day. Yeah, I've just got to register an ABN. Yeah. Or I need to call my credit card company. I want to get out of debt, see if they can do a cheaper interest rate to help me out or something like that. Mm. Just a five-minute thing or this line item here. Okay, this one here is going to take two weeks. My reason for living over the next two weeks is to do this line item. Yeah. It's literally cause and effect and you need it in writing so you can physically have your pen and paper and tick it off. Yeah. So what you're doing organically without knowing it is you're building a, a shield of resilience, aren't you? So that when someone says to you, oh, look, why are you doing that? That's that's stupid. Mm. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'm onto this. Uh, I'm, I'm achieving this bit by bit and you watch. Yeah. And the whole thing is you're also building a bridge to your goal. Mm. And the whole thing is like, we started this podcast and when we did, there was no listeners, right? And now we've got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people listening. Now, if we had given up a year ago or two years ago or even in that first year where we said we're going to, it's going to go yeah. for a year, hell or high water, we wouldn't have got the phone call from Spotify saying we'll pay you Joe Rogan money to do an exclusive show. <laughs> so like – you, you've got to be around long enough mm. to get the benefits of the hard work. Yeah. And lucky after 12 months, I convinced you to stay because you were out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of the property podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just want everyone. Listen to that blossom after that. Yeah, that's right. It did go good after I left it. <laughs> but I just want you to really understand cause and effect with your goals. And then within that, one of the things that we, um, we kind of mentioned there was when we started the podcast – I want you to say of your goal, you've, you've you got that first goal done. Oh, and I will say, John, if, if you've got a spouse or partner, I want you to both write down your top five goals and then if there is – and do it separately and then come together, look at each other's list and if there are two goals on that list that are the same, that's probably the first one that you both have to do. It's priority. Or you make the call like, okay, we both agree that this one – is going to be first mm. and we both go at it and then that person's list will go second. Yep. But that's just to carve out. But what, what I want you to do is say, okay, if my thing getting out of debt, I need to commit to this goal or this thing or exercise routine or whatever that might be, I am doing this for three months straight. And that's kind of important why we said at the start don't go full ham into your goal the minute after you've thought of it. I want you to simmer on this thing through January and maybe go, I'm, you might just do some superficial stuff during January, but come the 1st of Feb or after the Australian Open final, when school goes back, we are hitting the road hardcore and we are pulling the trigger and it's going to be at least three months of doing this activity yep. every single week, every single day, six months, one year. The bigger the goal, the more time you're going to need. If it's, I want to save a house deposit, what you might do is say, look, this is our goal. We are committing to this goal. I am committing to this goal for at least 12 months. Yeah. And I think if it's big enough and important enough to you, you've got to share that goal with people, don't you? To know that you, you're on that train and yep. you're not getting off until it's done. So then now that you've got your goal, if it's a couple situation, you guys can, you know, eat, pray, love together and, you know, and maybe it is no special cuddles before we review our goals, you know, 
whenever. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. But then, like, <laughs> that's a silly idea. <laughs> Or do you do the special cuddles before the goals? Correct. Yeah. The um, goals are like dessert. All right. Um, but if it's just you, can you say, and what I might do, the day this episode goes up, I might put a thing in the Facebook group, my goal of this year or the next three months is I want you to get it out there and I want you to tell someone like an accountability buddy or yep. something like that. Or 50,000 people. Or 50,000 people in the Facebook group. <laughs> Just to get yeah. it out there. Well, it, it, there's an onus on you now because mm. once you've told someone, oh, hang on, that person knows what I'm wanting to achieve and mm. it, it, it makes a massive difference. Yeah. So now, John, if someone's listening and they're like, Glenn, bloody goals, yeah. I, I can't even, you know, can't even go a week without running out of money. Like yeah. I'm just not at that stage. Well, They need a clarity call. Well, they need a clarity <laughs> call with John. What we need to do, we need to go back to the basics and I've talked about my sound financial house for many years. When you build a house, you don't order the nice flashy roof and say, oh, we, we need to build a house. Can you deliver the trusses and all that for the roof and put it on the block? No, no, no. All the hard work goes into the foundations. Mm, under the ground. Interestingly enough, the foundations, they're unseen, but they do all the work for the long term. And the foundations, before you pour the concrete – they need the council to inspect that they're actually reinforced and there's Rio and deep enough and all that because yeah. they're very important. So who's home. the council in your life? Mum? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want yeah. you to pick apart my analogy, please, sir. <laughs> but what I want you to do, go back to setting up the foundations first. And if you haven't uh, done so, have a look at my sound financial house and it's in the book, sort your money out and get invested. The first foundation is to be cashed up and debt-free. So maybe a goal for you is just to get rid of consumer debt. Maybe a goal before getting rid of the debt is to stop spending with your credit card. Mm. Maybe that's the goal and we will champion any goal. We'll champion any strategy. Can you go two weeks without using buy now, pay later? Yeah. Can you go a week without using credit? It's all baby steps. From looking at a behavioral point of view, when I, and I can tell you guys, I've coached hundreds of people face-to-face with their personal spending and cash flow. The stuff that I say, it's counterintuitive because we need to work on the behaviors and habits because guess what? The behaviors and habits got you into that credit card. Yeah. So logic won't get you out. For someone to say, oh, just uh, pay the highest interest card off first, that doesn't work. I want you to stop using all debt pay the minimum payments only and not even paying extra off to start with if you need to really press reset. Yeah, I think sitting down and analysing this to begin with is is important and, and not making rash decisions when you're stressed. So some goals can be can be set organically because we're stressed out. Oh, it's like, okay, I've, I've spent too much there, I regret it, right, I'm, I'm going cold turkey, right? That doesn't work. So we've got to set some time aside when mm. we're relaxed, if we've got kids, the kids are asleep or uh, we're, we're not at work, we're, we're, we've, uh, whatever is our calm time in our life and you know where you're, it might be a physical spot, it might be a, a time of the day, whatever it is, but we've got to set goals when we're relaxed. Yeah, and you said it first like cold turkey. I'm just going to call a friend of mine because he did something interesting Dirty Mike. Dirty Mike. We weren't <laughs> going to say his name, but whatever. The person you are calling. All right. If he calls back, we'll, uh, we'll take his call. But he did something recently and it was counterintuitive. We want you to be cashed up and debt-free. So no consumer debt. And honestly, if you, don't, if you want to just keep your car loan aside from this, I'm okay with that. I'm talking personal loans, credit cards, the stuff that, you go into debt on a weekly basis because overspending got you into this problem. So let's just carve out the car loan for 10 seconds and just focus on all other consumer debt. Yeah. Okay. Then I want you to get an emergency fund, be cashed up for emergencies. And then if you have an emergency, we're not going back to credit cards. We're going back to you just using cash. Mm. Then I want you to get a spending plan in place. 
So we need a money system and maybe that's the goal for some of you, however good you are with money. I like to do it every six months or so, get in there, reassess my spending plan and have some type of system in place. There's kind of four types of budgets that you might choose to do. I think having a system is better than not having any system. There isn't the system that works. There is a system that works for you and your money personality. So the first one is the top down where you list your income and then we go down, spend all the money till it's gone, basically, allocate it till it's gone. So we work the top down. The bottom up is the opposite way. So we list all the expenses and then we say, okay, we got these expenses. Now we need to get this amount of income to meet those expenses and more. So the Glenn James spending plan is a bottom-up style. And what it will do will say, at the end of the year, this type, this is how much money you got left over to invest and spend. Then you can go back and optimize each line item. Another way that you can budget, it's called a zero-based budget. And this is not for me, it's for some of you. But basically every single payday, the money comes in and at the end of allocating it, zero is left at the bottom. So it's they call it a zero-based budget. And Dave Ramsey in the States is big on this. I'm personally not because I might spend less one week at the supermarket than the next week. So yeah, weeks are never even, are they? Yeah, so weeks or months. So there's a zero-based zero budget. You might have a budget that is literally every time I get paid, I'm investing 10 or 20% of that gone into another account and I just leave off the rest and manage it somehow. You might, so it's like a 2080 budget. I personally do a 10, 10, 80 type of budget where I'll give 10, I'll invest 10 and spend 80. So whatever system that you want, I'm not here to tell you what works and what doesn't work. The system is a system that works for you. Mm. A percentage is of what suits you. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe use this start of the year in January while you're really starting to work out um, what your goals are for the year on in the eve during the evenings you could be thinking big picture i want to do this i want to do that but you know during the day i'm being very philosophical here you're working on the practical tactile things of reviewing your budget yeah okay so if we're if we're listening in saying well yeah i sorted that out years ago where are we going with that because now we've got bigger goals on the horizon in terms of uh, our, our financial aspirations so are we thinking, okay, when am I buying my own rock? When am I buying shares? What am I doing with that strategy? Well, I would encourage anyone to at least review their budget or their spending plan at least every three to six months. Yep. Totally. So let's go the start of the year, run your eyes over it. You might have the most banging system, just literally run your eyes over it. Yeah. I mean, I uh, for the first time in a while, I called my health insurance company, did a bit of a review, going to save some money and then- mm. <laughs> it actually backfired on me. You know why? Because <laughs> like, oh, is your income still 90 grand or something like that? I'm like, no, it's not. And they're like, all right, well, you got to pay more now. So <laughs> I did the review, but it ended up costing me more. more. So, but that's fine. Uh, and interest rate's a good one to do because yes. we can get some discounts right Well, now. at the end of last year, I called the bank mm. and I said, look, I've got this mortgage, blah, blah, blah. Literally, it took me an hour on the phone, two different lenders saved I think around $380 a month just in interest. Yeah. And that's real money. Yeah. Well, across six properties, that would be right. <laughs> oh, right come yeah. on, turn it up. <laughs> I wish. Now, yeah. so yeah, I think bread and butter at the start of the year, review your spending. And then realistically, we hope that your budget has money left over. Mm. Because if it doesn't, there's a couple of things that might be happening. Number one, you might just be starting your career and you're literally trying to survive or you might be a one-income household or a lower-income household. Inflation was a big deal last year. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm. So if there's no money left over at the end of your budget, that's totally fine. I don't want you to feel bad that you can't set this goal to invest a you know, million dollars in 10 minutes or anything like that. But what you can do, you can say, look, my goal this year is to learn more about stuff. Yeah. It could be getting Educate. a book, could be just investing in you because you are the best investment. Yeah, having people around you. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why we did write that, uh, the prequel to Sort Your Money Out called Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money because the best investment that you can make is in you. Yeah. Don't feel guilty 
if you can't save money each week. If you can save $5 a week, you're killing it. Because the other side of this coin, if you don't have money left over and you've got a whopping income, you're spending too much and you're living the good life. And the problem is what can happen, someone saving $5 a week on a low income could be in a better financial position than you spending all your money. And then that kind of can tip over. You're spending too much and then you're going into debt with your spending. And that's why you end up with credit cards and buy now, pay later. So all this stuff can be fixed for those people who can't save money, quote unquote, and they've got good incomes because they don't have a system in place. Mm. So I want everyone to spend the first few weeks reassessing their systems. And then to your point, what do we do? We've got all that set up. Mm. Now we can say, I've reviewed my budget. I was spending too much. So I'm going to clear my debt or I've reviewed my budget. I think there's legitimately $200 a week left over because we know the median income of everyone who listens to this podcast is like $100,000 now. Like that's a lot of money. It is. So those who have reviewed their budget and have money left over, we can use our goals and you know distilling our goals to start to attach that leftover money to those goals. Yeah, and I think in that case, we're, we actually want to fast forward longer than that 12 months because most goals when we set in January are 12-month goals, aren't they? It's like, what do I want to achieve this year? I want to lose weight or put on weight or whatever it might be, but we don't go beyond this time next year. So I think when we're thinking, okay, there's $200 left over, that's 10 grand a year, we've got to be thinking, right, oh, five years' time, that's 50 grand. Is that enough for me to go and do X, Y, Z? Is that enough to go and buy my own rock? Is that yeah. enough to buy an investment property or, or shares or whatever else? But what you've touched on is like I, I wrote down this and this is the mantra that I use um, in my life. I'm like I'm doing the Glenn of tomorrow a favour today. So when Glenn's 60 years old, which is not for a long time, uh <laughs> he's going to thank the Glenn of today mm. for putting more money aside and not spending it. So he's got more money when he's 60. But yeah. what we're looking at when you're talking about the future goals, that's all just cause and effect, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But what what setting five years or three years in advance does is it gives you a reality check to say, well, hang on a minute, that's actually not enough. Mm. Can I actually carve a bit more off to be able to get the desired outcome? Yeah. Yeah. So look, we've covered a lot of weird ground today and I, I will just say, and we're going to read some of these things from the Facebook group, Whatever, if you're in a really good position coming into 2023, take advantage of that. Like still review your budget, still review your spending plan, still have a goal. Don't live in idle unless you've come off the back of just achieving a big goal I want you to take a couple of months off. Still save money. It just can go into a savings account. That's okay. But just don't think you always have to be foot to the floor. Like you've achieved a lot. But if you have the opposite and you've been cruising the last few years, can you say 2023 is my year? And then the third type of person is you are making ends meet slightly. You're in a tight pinch. You can't seem to save any money because you may have a lower income or higher expenses, I want you to know that's okay. It's not forever. And keep listening to different podcasts and optimizing your budget and optimizing your savings and optimizing your spending and 100% optimize your career. And we will put a link in the show notes for the new book, uh, Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money. And we'll have more to say about this whole career stuff in the coming weeks. So I said in the Facebook group, how do you go about setting and achieving goals in your life? Let's learn from each other. Now, Mike Thrower said, I break my goals down to the most basic habits that are required to reach those goals. Then I focus on building those habits. Habits is a great free app for this. So that's another thing, like as much as I was hating on, you know, apps and all that, the habit app could be a good little thing because what you might want to do is like make it a habit to have 10 minutes in the journal. Mm. So use the technology, but also don't be afraid to get some pen and paper. Whatever works for you. Huh? Absolutely. 
Jessica Legg, focus on consistency, financially putting as much on autopilot as possible, remembering that some goals can be boring and just working in the background. It's not always about smashing it or hitting some personal best. That's Uh, good that because, you know, speaking from experience from being an elite athlete, you know, just having a baseline level of fitness is healthy, right? Mm. We don't have to always be trying to smash the world, you know, 100-metre dash. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just having a base level of health is yeah. good for you. Yeah. And like if you change that to financial health, just being financially healthy is good. So you've got a nice emergency fund, you don't have consumer debt yeah. and you've just got savings. We don't really have a goal at the moment but we're just at a baseline level of financial health. Yeah. I think continuing on the, the topic of sport, the bar continually raises, though, when we set that goal. Like Jessica mentioned, there we we don't uh, we don't have to be hitting some personal best, but if we do reach a goal and then take a break and say, "Okay, I'm happy, I'm content for this little while," organically, what happens, I think, to most people is, "All right, now I'm bored with this, or it's not stimulating enough for me. I'm going to set another one," and that's okay as well. But uh, I suppose she's saying, give yourself a bit of a free kick. Yeah, absolutely. Prashant, I focus on the habit that I need to either adopt or shake off in order to achieve the goal. That's a bloody banging point. We all talk about getting these habits, but what about removing bad habits? And I've been vocal over the last few months during COVID, those couple of years, 2021, the start of 22, old Glenny Boy was addicted to Coke No Sugar. Yeah. And (laughs) I have not had one for... Over six months, easy. Now it's just Coke. <laughs> That's right. I've just gone stuff this, that stuff. I'm going straight to the full stuff. I'm get. Why am I getting excited? Because I'm going to go home and do all this crap for myself. Are there things in your life that are habits that you need to stop? Yes. Financial or not. It's funny, like life is about balance. Like you can have all the money in the world, but be in terrible health and not due to no fault of your own or anything like that, but because you don't look after your body. Yeah, so in in the healthy part of it, it's like training 20 hours a week and eating mm. like crap. Yeah. Uh, one's counterintuitive, isn't it? Absolutely. And this is um, – there's one here, we can't pronounce the name. Do you want to read that one? Because this is the carrot and the stick thing. Yeah, this is, this is great. And th- this is – when I read it, I'm like, this is actually what I roll to more than not is the fear of failure motivates me. <sighs> Doesn't it? You're running away from something you don't want. I can't do that. You can't? No. You can't upright that way? No. Why? I just get – it's – Scary. I get anxiety. Yeah. Like I always used to get – anxiety before a test and to be honest that's why I've never had a business partner because I can't be held responsible for something I get anxious like if we were a business owner together you'd probably have another house by now but uh, (laughs) But no but like you know what I mean like I I would feel anxious that I'm not pulling my weight or that there's an expectation so I'm more of a carrot than a stick yeah. Right. What are you? You're more of a stick. Johnny, <laughs> well, he's more of a paddle at sometimes. I think, I think what happens is that thought of failure does give you some level of anxiety, but that's what you need to get to motivate you. And that's different personality, but that's that actually yeah. works for me. Yeah, that's it's right. It's like, well, hang yeah. on, I'm going to get rid of that anxious feeling and go and do something about it. Yeah, I can Because the feeling of that failure would be far worse than the anxiety I feel about Staying away from it. You know, it's funny. I absolutely, and I was, because I was driving here today, and so I had to go to the uh, GP before here. And, you know, we're talking about my blood pressure because it's got to come down. I've got to lose weight and all that. But, like, we were saying this this time last year. Yeah, and, we and, were. The other, and the other four hey, years that hey, we've done this. Go, go easy on me. It's, it's, but this, I was thinking, like, you know, I, and I, I'm going to try and change this myself. I hate exercise. Do you know why? I don't know why. Because you get sweaty? No, no. Because there is an expectation that you have to do an X amount of session and you've got to do it. But what I've kind of – it's a process. Mm. I just get anxious like, oh, I've got to exercise. I've got to try and achieve a goal where in my own life – and it's probably – all the psychologists are probably rolling their eyes in the back of their head (laughs) right now. But in my own life, 
I don't really set goals because I get anxious because I can't achieve them. Yeah. But I kind of just reverse engineer it and do that cause and effect thing. Well, if I don't worry about the actual goal, I just worry about all these little things yeah. that will happen anyway yeah. without the anxiety. And so what I do now is when I go for a walk of a day, there's no expectation nah. to do a certain amount of minutes or length. Yeah. It's just like get out there and walk. Mm. So, and that's like financially, it's not about the money. It's about just putting some money aside. Doing something. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm an emotional, psychological wreck, but that's okay. Um, that's good. You yeah. Let's get through the rest of these and we'll get out of here. Mm. Xavier Fox, working with like-minded people who want or are achieving the same or similar goals makes it easy. This is what the Facebook group's all about. Mm. Get in there. Get encouraged. Yeah, and just on that, Xavier, it's a really good point. Um, same or similar makes it easy, and it does because we're we're achieving, we're wanting to achieve the same thing, but we're different individuals. I think what we can potentially suffer from is comparing ourselves to someone who's setting a bigger goal than us, and we, I, I think that's setting ourselves up for failure. Uh, and the other part of it is like from a training, I'll bring it back to, to say our, our, my Ironman training, training with someone who's faster than you, right, can also derail your motivation. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do it. I'd be like, no, I'll never be that good. Okay, bye. So in financial world, that can be someone that's already far ahead of you in terms of wealth but the same age as you, for example. Yeah, but that's why. And I'm, you know, this is why I do this podcast because it's just encouraging for me with my health and all that and even money to a point, like we can only compare ourselves to the us of yesterday. Mm. How far have we come? I know, but that that just Xavier's point mm. made us realise, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. You're right. You do need to set similar goals or, or have be around someone that's setting a, a similar goal to us, not someone that's way ahead of us. Do you want to read Mary's one there? Mary Chan says, I'm much better at setting career and learning goals for myself than financial or health goals for sure. I also use my goals and write everything down to help me stay on track. That's interesting, Mary. Yeah. Like, I'm almost the opposite. Yeah, I'm much better at setting career and learning goals. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably better at setting business and money goals than any other type of goals in my life. Mm. And to the point where... You know, everyone's different. Like as much as I write down some high level stuff and, you know, do the whole brain dump and achieve things, I think because I've done business and all that, if I want to make something happen, I can make it happen. But the thing I've learned now, usually there are more people involved mm. and I have to take them with me. So yeah. I've had to actually slow down with some of our business goals because I've got to take the team with me because – you can only go as far as the weakest person. Yeah, is Robo the weakest? Robo for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know. Hey, hey so up? with Mary, that I want to sit on this for a touch, mm. for a little jiffy. Maybe Mary has spent more time working on her career and learning things like universities, a lot of study, all those sort of things. I don't know. I'm mm. just making this up, but maybe it just comes naturally to her because there's been more time spent and energy focused in those particular areas as opposed to health, for example, where it's it hasn't been a priority in her life. Like it's like vacuum versus cooking for me. Mm. Like I'll go and pick up the vac straight away because it's easy for me. Whereas cooking, I'm like, shit, where do I start? What food I haven't got in the house? No, I won't do it. Yeah, gosh. Lots there. There's another one there about mentorship and accountability, which we've touched on. I would also say in finishing, if you are one that needs a little bit of coaching, because, you know, a lot of the time in these online communities and some online communities, you know, it attracts this type of DIY person and you won't be able to stomach spending money to get a better outcome. Like there's, there's this whole like thing where it's like, well, you don't need an accountant, you just do it online. Or you don't need a financial yeah. advisor, just yeah. do VDHG. You don't need it. Well, mechanic services my car. I go to a remedial masseuse mm. every month. I, I go to people who are good at what they're doing. But for some reason, when it comes to money, we don't want to invest. Huh. And it's just, and I've actually resolved, John, 
there are categorically a percentage of the population that will not spend money on professional services because they think they can do it better themselves. Now, whether they can or can't, not sure. Most of the time they can't, they think they can. Like we've talked about those people who won't want to spend money on a rental agent to manage their rental, property manager, manager, where a lot of the times I've seen it, it will pay for itself because they'll be always reviewing and getting the best price and it's fascinating. So Mm. let's just carve out those 5% of people who don't want to spend one cent on money stuff. Talk to us about maybe a in finishing because we'll just finish with some resources. One of the resources that we have here as part of the the show and the My Millennial Money um, property show and all that stuff is, John, you do a clarity call. Yes. Talk to us about the clarity call. Yeah. So, why would someone want a clarity call? Well, it's someone that can come into your life for an hour or so without emotion and overcome some short-term roadblocks. So it might be, well, I've got this goal, but I don't know if I should do this or this. Uh, what's my next move going to be? Is it investment property or owner-occupier? Is it um, understanding where where you want to go, but not quite clear on what that next step might be or next steps um, and, and looking far beyond your own emotions to be able to have a good conversation. Um, and, and yeah, basically... Been doing them for, I suppose, for the last four or five years and it just gives people validation. In, in fact, John, last year, the most popular podcast episode on the My Millennial Property Podcast, actually it wasn't this, this was second, it was the Clarity Call with Ella. Ella Hannon. Yeah. Yes. So Ella's a great friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, she's now a friend of mine because of, you know, she's been to our events and yeah. um, she's just kicking goals. And, yeah. just and that have- wasn't a setup. No, like, like we set it up as in <laughs> we're going to do it at this time and record it, but yeah. it wasn't whole. Let's script this so it sounds. No, good. no, it was pure <laughs> organic. So yeah. that's one resource. So if you do want to set your year straight and you need some third party accountability, you know you can jump on the phone with John, spend an hour or so. Um, it's a paid thing. Uh, we don't expect people to work for free, and neither should you. Another, I'm just going to list out some other resources that we've got. If you are new to our podcast and our podcast world. John hosts the show My Millennial Property and does his clarity calls and he also has a a full-service property coaching and buyer's advocacy business. And as part of that, John's actually got a property management checklist and we'll put a link in the show notes for that. So, is is that free? Uh, No. Okay, sweet. It's not. Okay. (laughs) I mean, in all honesty, you could make it up yourself, but a lot probably couldn't be bothered. If you're managing your own property, this is great. Okay, cool. It's for the 5%. No, but if you're not, sure. you like to stay abreast of what your whole portfolio is doing and, right. and yeah. Okay. Just keeps we'll, it on we'll put that in the show notes if you want to buy that. Uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I've just reread that over the Christmas summer break. Uh, if you are new to money and you want to kind of press reset on your budget and figure out where we're heading, uh, the book I wrote, Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested. Uh, it's a great resource that helps us uh, pay for the staff around here at the podcast. The next book, which is the prequel to that, Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money. That's our newest book. There's a link in the show notes. There's going to be lots of links in this show note today. But this book will help you nail your career. It will help you pivot. It will help you plan. It will help you take career risks. It will yeah. give you the tools that you need to have a better job or a different career. Or if you need to talk to your boss about a pay rise, Everything in there, Shell Johnson from the My Millennial Career Podcast. Great lady. She co-authored that with me. It is out uh, the first week of February. We touched on it earlier, the My Money Journal. Uh, we've only done this once before, but we're, we're doing a reboot of that. So that's a hard journal that will take you through a whole heap of different stuff. Uh, ask in the Facebook group if you want uh, some examples and I'm sure. It's hard but easy. It's hard but easy. It's, well, it's a hard physical <laughs> thing. In fact, it will be in the show notes. So there'll be probably a sample chapter in there as well. And of course, if you do need some help pressing reset on your spending plan or budget, uh, you can also buy the Glenn James spending plan. So we have lots of resources tailored for you in our community. Finishing thoughts, John, for today. Any takeaway comments? And I just want to thank everyone for being yeah. with us today and uh, listening all last year and into this year. So, don't know if this is relevant or not, but I was. All right, we won't do it. Thanks oh. for listening. <laughs> no, 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 okay, sorry. no. This is. I was in a pool shop this morning. I've got some crap on the bottom of my pool that won't move, and I'm in line waiting and I'm chatting 
Aqua turds. To, to the guy <laughs> the guy in front mm. and then also the lady behind the counter yells out to me and says, can I help you? And I, and I started saying what was wrong and the guy in front of me starts to solve the problem for me. I'm like, hang on a minute. If I'm going to the doctor, I'm not listening to the the, <laughs> the patient in the in the waiting room. Yeah. Right? It's just a really. It just illustrated to me. You've just got to seek professionals in your in your mm. corner wherever you go. Yeah. Right. Just know who you're listening to. Yeah. Right. Uh, nothing to do with goals. Was his advice right? <laughs> I didn't listen to. I was that irate about him giving me advice yeah. about it. Like he's coming there for his own issues. Yeah. Um, but no. Look, I think in um, uh, I suppose just some finishing notes for me. It's like you've got to celebrate the wins of last year. So think about what you did in 2022, good, bad, or otherwise, and just say, look, I did my best, and and this is what I got, and I'm really proud of that, and I'm going to celebrate those those wins before you think wide and long about what's happening in 2023 would be my finishing note. Yeah, my finishing comments would be identify which um, person you are, whether you're just come off a big couple of years of nailing goals, we'll chill out, have a breather. If you're the other side where you've been kind of a bit slack and, you know, cruise control and not really having intent, please just go through, pick one thing, however small, and start to get some structure around making that and you know there are countless testimonies in the facebook group and people that write into the show all the time and who have legitimately smashed financial goals because all they did was got some focus and took some action and if you are one of those people who can't really get ahead at the moment i just want you to know that it's not forever it's just a period of time and we're going to be here every single week encouraging you and trying to, um, yeah, be your support corner. Absolutely. Give yourself a free kick. Love it. John Pigeon, we'll catch you over on the My Millennial Property Podcast. Otherwise, we'll we'll see you guys soon. And hey, welcome to 2023. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.